Masechus the my perik vov mishnah beis until perik vov mishnah hey. In the previous mishnah, we introduced the two types of renters of a field. The first one is an oris, who is somebody who gives a percentage of that year's crop to the owner of the field as the rental. And the second type of renter is a choicher, who is somebody who gives a fixed amount each year as the rental to the owner of the field. Now we learned in the previous Mishnah that both an oris and a choicher do not need to separate tithes from their own portion before giving the owner the portion which he will get. Rather, the owner is the one who has to separate his portion, he has to separate the tithes from his portion. There was one exception with Truma, but even then, the renter was not losing out anything. But the Mishnah tells us now that a choicher sodom one who is choicher field, one who rents a field for a fixed amount, from a non-Jew, ma'aser he has to separate all of the tithes, and only then can he give the owner the portion which he will get. And the reason for this is that the Chachomim wanted Eretz Yisrael, or as much of it as possible, to be owned by Jews. Now, if a non-Jew owns a field in Eretz Yisrael, and he's got workers who are working the field, so he's not going to want to sell the field, because he's doing well from the field. And therefore, to discourage people from working in a non-Jewish field, the Chachom said that you're going to have to separate all of the tithes, even for the non-Jew. And this will discourage the Jew from working in the field, which will hopefully cause the field not to be worked, which will cause the non-Jew to sell the field to a Jew, hopefully. Now, the reason why the Chachom only said this with regards to a Chuycher, but not with regards to an Oris, who is somebody who gives a percentage of the crop to the owner, is because the non-Jew would far prefer to have a Chuycher than an Oris, because a Chuycher has to pay him a fixed amount, so the non-Jew is guaranteed to get that amount every year, no matter how little or how much produce is produced. However, when it comes to an oris, a non-Jew might not want an oris, because there's a risk involved, because if there's not a lot of crop that year, then the owner won't get a lot of crop, because he gets a percentage of the crop, whereas a choicher would give him a fixed amount, and therefore because a non-Jew is looking for a choicher, the chachom would discourage the choicher from working for him, so that hopefully the non-Jew will sell his field, and hopefully to a Jew, so that the land will go to a Jew, and a Jew will own it in Eretz Israel. Now, on a similar note, Yehuda Omer, Yehuda says, Even somebody who is Makabel, and just like in the previous mission, Makabel refers to an Oris, so just like somebody who accepts a field as an Oris, and this field was a Steavisov, which means that it used to belong to his ancestors, but it was stolen from them by force, and now this person is renting the field and working for the non-Jew who now has it after it was stolen many years ago. Now, because this person's ancestors used to be part of this field, this person will feel more attached to the field, and he'll be more likely to buy the field. And therefore, he would have to separate all of the maestras before giving the owner's portion to him, and this is in order to make it difficult for him to just work the field, and because he feels this connection to the field, he won't want to, he won't want to just stop working for the field altogether, and it will cause this Jew to come to try and buy the field, because he sees that it's very expensive to work for it, because he has to separate all the tithes, and instead he'll try and buy it from the non-Jew, and that is another way to cause land in Eretz Yisrael to revert back to Jews. Mishnah Gimel, if a Kohen or a Levi accepts a field from Israel from a regular Jew, and once again accepting refers to an Oris, so the Kohen or the Levi, whichever one is working the field, will have to give a percentage of the crop to the owner. So the Mishnah tells us, according to the Tanakhama, just like they divide the Chulin, the regular produce which is not the tithes itself. So for example, let's say the deal was that the Oris would get 60% of the field to keep, 60% of the crop, whereas the owner would get 40% of the crop. So just like they split the regular produce, Kacholkin Batruma, so too they have to split the Truma and the other tithes using that ratio of 60% and 40%. Even though the worker is a Kohen, the mission is telling us that the owner does not need to give his Truma to that worker specifically. 
he gets 40% of the crop, and then of that 40%, he has to separate 2% of that as trimmer. But he can choose whichever coin to give that to. And the same with maceration. He can choose whichever labor to give that to, not necessarily the one who worked in his field. However, Abeliezer or Abeliezer says, Afa mice shalahen, even the mice belong to them, meaning, if it's a levy working in the field, he would get all of the maceration, meaning that 10% of the 40% which the owner would get, that automatically goes to the levy. Or if it's a coin working in the field, the 2% of the 40% would go automatically to the coin. And the reason for this is because Rebeliezer understands that She'almanas came bo'u, that it was on condition that they would get these that they came. Meaning because they didn't specify a specific agreement, it's understood that the coin or the levy would only want to be an oris for that person, with the understanding that he would get all of the mices and all of the trimmer. However, the Tanakama still disagrees, because according to the Tanakama, it's irrelevant what the understood agreement was. Because the Kohen and the Levi didn't make any acquisition, they never performed any action, signifying that they are acquiring the trimmer or the miser of that field, and therefore it does not automatically go to them, and the entire 40% of the crop, whatever the deal was, would go to the owner, and then he would separate trimmers and misers from there, and choose whichever Kohen or Levi to give it to. Mr. Dalit, we're now going to see the other way around, where Yisrael shall give him the Kohen the Levi. A regular Jew accepts a field, he is an oris for a Kohen or a Levi. Over here, everybody agrees that Hamaisus Lab Olim, the Maisus would go to the owner. Meaning, if the owner is a Levi, then he would get all the Maiserishan, and if the owner is a Kohen, he would get all the Trimus. And the reason for this is because, since he is the owner, had he worked his own field, so we know he is allowed to keep the Trimmer for himself, or the Maiserishan for himself. So now that he's bringing in a worker, we assume that he does not want to relinquish his rights to the Maiserishan or the Trimus, and we assume that when he agrees to have this Oris, he is not agreeing to lose his right to the Maiserishan. So we assume that part of the agreement was that he will get all the mices and the trimmers, and therefore the owner would receive that. Rabbi Shmuel takes us a step further, and Rabbi Shmuel, Emir Rabbi Shmuel says that this applies to mice Shani as well. Hakartoni shakibel soda miyushalmi. One who lives in a village who receives a field, he is an oris on behalf of somebody who lives in Yerushalayim. The halacha is mice Shani shal Yerushalmi. The Maiseshani all goes to the person who lives in Yerushalayim, the owner, because Maiseshani has to be live, has to be eaten in Yerushalayim. And it's not that easy to bring out so much produce to Yerushalayim, or even to bring out the money. So we assume that the villager agrees as part of the agreement that the Maiseshani will all go to the owner. However, the Chachomim and the Chachom argue and they say, The one who lives in the village is still able to go up and eat it in Yerushalayim. And since he is able to, you can't automatically assume that he agrees that the Maiseshani should all go to the Yerushalmi. He might actually want to keep it. He might not mind coming up to Yerushalayim. And therefore they would split that equally, just like the regular produce. And all of the discussions of these Mishnayas, it's important to realize, is where nothing otherwise is specified. But if they specify in the agreement that all of the trimmer should go to the owner, all of the trimmer should go to the renter, then that would certainly be applicable. Our discussion is only when there is no agreement, what we assume the understood agreement should be. Mishnah hey, the previous Mishnah's ruling is going to be contrasted now with other type of produce, and that is from a Kamel Zesim Shemen, one who accepts olive trees for the sake of processing them into oil. Now the truth is, this really refers to any oris who rents and works a field containing trees, because trees are considered extra significant, which means that even though in the previous Mishnah we said that everybody agrees that if a Yisrael is an oris for a Kohen or a Levi, and the Kohen or Levi owner gets all of the Maestras, in our case, Kashem Shacholkin Bacholin, Kacholkin just like they split the chulin, the regular produce, so too they split the trimmer and the rest of the tithes. 
And this is whether the Yisrael is renting from the Kohen Olevi, or the Kohen Olevi is renting from Yisrael. Either way, because of the significance of the trees, the Yisrael is not willing to automatically just give over the rights to the Trimus and Mitzvahs to the Kohen Olevi. Because of the significance, he can't just be assumed to do that. Rather, he might want to keep it, and therefore it is split equally. Now this is all according to the Tanakhama, but Rabbi Huda, Rabbi Huda says that actually even when it comes to trees, they have the same law as regular produce, and therefore Yisrael should keep a Mekoyim Malevi, Mekoyim Malevi, if Yisrael is an oris for a Koyim Malevi, even Lezaysim Shemen, even if it's for olive trees and he's going to process them into oil, and give a percentage of the oil to the owner, we're going to see that the Maestras and the Trumas all go to the Koyim Malevi owner, just like with regular produce. Now the Mishnah adds another similar case, Lemachtis Sachar. If a Yisrael has a deal of half the profit, which means that the deal which the Yisrael has with the Kohen and Levi is that the Yisrael will process the olives and then sell them all, and then the profit which he gets from selling them, he'll keep half of the profit. So in that case, certainly, the Yisrael has no right over the olives themselves, and therefore he has no right over the Trumas and Mises themselves. He only gets profit, and therefore Mises Labo Olim, the Mises and the Trumas would go to the owners, the owner, whether it be a Kohen or a Levi, or vice versa, and again, the Mimach Loikas between the Tanakama and Rabbi Huda, that according to the Tanakama, trees are considered extra significant, and therefore the Yisrael does not automatically relinquish his rights to the Trumas and Mises, because they'll want to keep that. However, according to Yehuda, they don't, they aren't considered that much more significant, and therefore the Israel is willing to relinquish his rights to the Trumas and Maestras, so they would split the Trumas and Maestras just like they split regular produce.